mindful of your thoughts, Anakin, they're betrayed. Welcome to another Pure Fandom Originals podcast. This is the fifth episode of our Star Wars Theory series. I am joined by my co-host, not Patrick Pohop this week, but Jack Pohop, who joined us last week. Yep, just the uh, just a sub this week no, again. you're an awesome brother too. That's true. You're a great brother. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, last week, what did we talk about? Uh, we talked about kyber crystals. Yes. And the uh, like some Luke theories, I think, on his saber. Oh, from episode five to six, because it was like, dude, how the hell did you get that green lightsaber? Like, where did you go? Yeah, exactly. And we talked about Death Star, if he might have traveled to the Death Star to retrieve crystals and build his own. And if Jin Erso is force sensitive. Which we, did we say we think she is? Where did we land on that? I think she is. I th- if, if anything, she's like Leia-esque. Yeah kind of like a premonitions but no no real jedi application or something like that which i think is kind of bullshit because leia is like a bad bitch and all she can do is like telepathically talk to luke so is it just like him whining all the time oh god yeah (laughs) (laughs) did we did i tell you that um so listeners our friends are trying to make their eight-year-old watch four five and six and Every time he watches it, he talks about how whiny Luke is. And when we were little, we like loved Luke. But rewatching it now, he's like, he is so whiny. Yeah, he's kind of bitchy. I mean, the only one, I think that's why I liked Return of the Jedi so much before is because that's the only one where he's not like, I mean, he does turn into like a badass Jedi and that's why I do like it. But maybe it's because in the other two, he's just kind of like really just complaining the whole time. The best is when he is, um, what is the, uh, it's a Celine Dion Remix. When oh, I, was yeah. young, I, I never, never needed, needed anyone. And then they cut in, and he's like, "What does he say when he's whining the first scene?" <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, they cut in like the air bubble, and he's like, "Uncle Ben." Yeah, he's like, "Uncle Ben," but what about the X fighter wing? Yeah, and it's like, yeah, no. Or wonder. no, he goes, "I'll go alone," because oh, he's yeah. talking about going to the trash heap thing. He's like, "I never needed anyone." Oh, it's so good, and I love it because you know Mark Hamill for Episode Seven was like, "Listen." I'm going to have a robotic hand, a boss beard. I'm not going to say shit. I ain't going to sound like a little bitch. No. Yeah. He's a bad boss. Yeah. That look, that look just pierces through you. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so this week, we have a couple different theories we're talking about. There are so many theories floating around that we could dedicate all of them to a podcast, but the Mace Windu theory, it kind of had a screeching halt for my research. So we're going to couple some more Rogue One theories that I found. And there's a really cool Rebels cameo in the latest Rogue One trailer I want to talk about as well. But first, let's talk about Mace Windu, a.k.a. Samuel L. Jackson playing himself in um, the prequels. (laughs) BMF. I mean, the only reason he had a purple lightsaber is because he asked for it. Yeah, basics. He was like, if I'm going to be in this movie, it's going to be under my conditions. And we just found out, too, that um, I, I thought this was a joke, but apparently it's true. Cinemablend.com said that the crew or the whatever part of the crew that actually constructed the lightsabers for the movie 
put BMF on the switch of his <laughs> lightsaber. So it actually says badass motherfucker on Samuel Jackson's lightsaber. Which is badass. Right? Yeah. Dude, he's amazing. And a lot of people are also saying that he is um, Snoke, that Mace Windu is S- Snoke. Which I don't know. I've, I don't know about that. It seems kind of far fetched, right? Well, and I feel like what's the point? Yeah. So um, to comicbook.com, Samuel L. Jackson, well, comicbook.com talked about this, but Samuel L. Jackson told Entertainment Tonight, I'm not a part of that rumor or theory. I would like for Mace Windu to just be Mace Windu. I am of the idea that Jedi can fall from enormous heights and still survive. The fact that he cut his hand off is not a big deal either. There are a lot of one-handed Jedi or Jedi with robotic or enhanced hands in that world, so hopefully I can be one of them. Sounds like he wants to come back. Well, he also said in a separate interview when they asked, is he still alive? And he said, of course. Yeah. Which is true because Jedi can like fall and not be that hurt. Look, Anakin was like melting in lava and had all four of his limbs chopped off and he survived. Yeah, he got charred. I don't know. It's weird because he, I mean, it's from that interview because I did read that same interview too. It's like maybe in the world he's, he could be dead or alive, but like him saying that may, may not be like the definitive answer because it sounded like he just was like, to me, he's alive. Well, and after Order 66, he probably just went into hiding like everybody else. Mm. And I don't believe Mace Windu has shown up in Star Wars Rebels either. He's not the type that seems like he would just like go his own way and start a moisture farm either. I think he... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I he feel would like, be like waiting to... Like he's just waiting to kick more ass. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. He's not just going to go find another path. Like, once a Jedi, always a Jedi. And he wasn't, like, a low-ranking Jedi. He was, like, second-hand to, like, the Yoda himself. Yeah, he so. was on the council. Yeah. He's a, he's a BMF. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, he is. It's like, there are very few actors, I feel like, that play themselves in movies. And it's Mark Wahlberg. Every movie, he plays himself. For sure. Samuel L. Jackson. Who else does? Just Chris like, Pratt, probably. Chris Pratt, he's on his way. But he doesn't play Harrison himself Ford. because he doesn't compromise too. He just kind of does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Harrison Ford, Mark Wahlberg, and Samuel Jackson play themselves. You gotta wonder if like just good acting is just people with really good personalities or attract or like strong, attractive personalities versus like I don't know because all the good actors just like Robert De Niro has said like in his last few movies he just realized he just needs to be himself. Which is weird. Well, there you go. Did you see his inaugural, um, not to get too far off Star Wars, but this was hilarious, the um, Medal of Freedom ceremony Mm-mm. when Ellen DeGeneres got her Medal of Freedom and Michael Jordan. What? Yes. <laughs> uh, and Robert De Niro was there. And the whole time he was just sitting there with that face where he's like, got the ups, you know, the frown, Little nodding. Raging bull. Yeah. And it was like, oh, he actually is like that all the time. Oh, for sure. And he's like, meh. Cool, Medal of Freedom, no big deal. <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know, go he's be a, a badass. He's, he's also a BMF. Oh, for sure. What like, what color would Robert De Niro's lightsaber <laughs> be, <laughs> or what would it look like? I don't know why it's just. I don't. I was thinking orange. I thought so too. Really? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, like just literally immediate popped in my head. Yeah, orange. orange. I think so. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, is that evil or is it just like nooch? No. Yeah. See, I think red always means evil, right? Like we talked about how the kyber crystal can be like manipulated Tainted into being or red, whatever, or like, yeah. yeah, to be red. If it's orange, it's just like I'm not on the dark side, but you also don't want to fuck with me For because sure. it's red. It's on the same hue. Yeah, I I feel that. Maybe he, maybe he's Rogue One. 
<laughs> that got out of hand last, Damn, last week. To bring it all back. Oh, my God. There were so many Rogue Ones. I'm, like, over it. I don't... Yes. Who else was supposed to be the Rogue One? Well, I am of... I'm sorry, but if Maul isn't in this movie, this is Disney's one chance. Shit. Yes. This is Disney's one chance to make right what happened yeah. in episode one. Darth Maul is the best part of the entire movie, and he was in it for, like, 12 minutes. Yeah. Plus, uh, me and this co- this podcast proper co-host were playing some prequel esque uh, PlayStation Two era gaming. And oh, last night, right? What yeah, game was it? Bounty Hunter right. with uh, Django Fett. Yeah. But uh, the music from Episode One is pretty good. Like dun 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 dun. dun. Oh, that score is amazing. And they don't use it again. Really, I didn't point that out either. That's where it's like that's oh, Pat. Yeah, it's like it's pretty epic. Like the freaking QuiCon. Okay, next. I know what we're doing next week. We're going to debate the best Star Wars fights. Yeah. Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul's fight. It's pretty sick. It is so badass. And when he's caught in between that like little laser force field. <gasps> and he's just, and Obi-Wan's just like getting all monk. Yeah. And Darth Maul's just like pacing back and forth because obviously... Anger led to aggression. Anger led to fear. Anger fear led, led to, to robot-ass legs, too. Yeah. <laughs> he has robot legs. What, what if they... All right, so building on our theory from last week, what yes. if they pan up from the robot legs, and then all of a sudden the music goes... dun 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 dun, dun. Don't tease me. Like a little... like th- That would be a sweet edit, though. Like all they have to do is that small audio nod to like that shit, and people Ugh, just... Be that so whole, yeah, that theater would erupt. It's not a Star Wars movie unless you have the cheesy force shit. Yeah. Because you can't just have a cheesy force movie because then the movie would be horrible, a.k.a. episodes one through three. <laughs> you have to have, like, the politics, you know, and the war and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So. We're, I feel like it's always, like, conspiracies, too, where there's, like, one shadowy figure. Yes. And then they're like, who is it? And then they they realize, like, oh, fuck, that, or shit, that was the. Yeah. Yeah. You I, it, it makes a great movie. Mm-hmm. Which is why you can see the F word, by the way. That's you true. said it like I'm four times already. <laughs> yeah. I told you that last week. However, we had like half a box of wine last week before. That's a box of wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they were bottles, but they might as well have been boxes. Yes. They were like four ninety nine wine. Good Proper enough. hosting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just it has to be. It has to, he has to be the real rogue one, and it would be awesome because it'd be like perfect balance between that main story they have of the rogue one team and Mm -hmm. then the rogue one jedi yeah if it's not and they hear this podcast they should literally just scrap the theatrical debut next week they have time yeah cut it in there you have time yeah i've seen that guy at comic cons the guy that plays darth maul like he chilling however i did say he was not on the comic con tour last year really Really? And I don't know if that means, like, he could have been doing anything because he is a professional martial artist, which is in addition to why he was so badass. Because he was performing all of those stunts himself with the fights. But he, what usually, you know how they have at the Comic-Cons, you'll have the area where you can walk up and meet him and they'll sign a photo or you can take a picture with him and all that. He wasn't at any of them. He was filming. That's what I think. That'd be tight. He I'd was rather busy have his training and filming. See, that would be sick. I'd rather have him in Rogue One than have like a standalone Maul movie. Oh, for sure, because having him a part of well, having him a part of the franchise is awesome because it's like you can't wait for his scene to come up. Mm-hmm. And it was released. What was it like a month ago that um, they're coming out with a uh, Darth Maul um, comic series? 
Yeah, that's that's sweet. They've done. I feel like they did a graphic novel a long time ago too. It's probably not like canon anymore right. because of this whole Disney deal and all that stuff. Right. But hey, but it might be because they all they said they're not discounting the story from the prequels. That's cool. They're just not going to acknowledge them. <laughs> <laughs> well, really? They could. I mean, they could strengthen the tie of because the whole point is that. I mean, not the whole point, but I feel like a big point of Rogue One is they're like the old prequels do connect. We're, we're making the connection between the two stronger by just establishing it's the same universe and that like yes. the events of the prequels influenced how terrible the world is when Luke grows up. Exactly. So like yes. if Maul is in it, then it would, I feel like it would strengthen the, the whole tie to like that old Republic basically. You just, yes. Which would be cool. Exactly. It would be so cool. Yeah. And what how ha- like Order Sixty Six, like that shit was messed up. Yeah, dude. I mean, like Anakin killed children. Like it was bad. Yeah. And they need to like Yeah, and- you're right. They need to set the stage for it wasn't just like there wasn't any force. Like shit was in very poor condition. For sure. In episode four. Yeah, it gets slummy out there. Mm-hmm. I mean Exactly. I'm just saying. All right. Nice. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Okay, so we looked this up earlier, but I feel like it's worth discussing because we've done different podcasts on how, if and how Star Wars Rebels, the animated series, will be in the new films. They, they've said it's, it's like a strong canonical tie, right? Yes, it's canon. But I think that there are significant people that will be in it, like Benicio Del Toro's character in episode eight. Damn. I think he's Ezra. Buh. Show. Is Benicio Del Toro, he's evil in episode eight, they're saying? His character is supposed to be evil, and Ezra has dark side tendencies. And Patrick, our brother, said that in one of the last episodes he watched in Rebels, he's not caught up. Ezra finds, like, this Sith box. Like, you know how there was, like, that chest in Maz Kanata's temple that mm-hmm. Ray found the whatever in it's like a similar thing that found the lightsaber in there's a similar box I don't know what's inside of it but he was like Ezra was super intrigued by it interesting so I think that he could be in it and I really really hope that Ahsoka's in it she's that bad bitch yeah. with the orange yeah and we need more like there are no fierce female um Jedi no except for Ray. And Ahsoka was Anakin's, like, unofficial... Or was she his she actual was, Padawan? She was, like, his... I think she was, like, going to be his Padawan, or she was for, like, a hot second before he just completely went off the rails. So that could be a cool tie to Darth Vader. I don't know. That would be cool, because I didn't see the closing... I saw the, the finale of Season 2 of Rebels, but I didn't see what happened to uh, Ahsoka after that, because I know she gets, like, locked in this dome in, like, Maul's underworld gross cavern yeah i haven't caught up either darth vader we'll have to look into that but also on makingstarwars.net which i haven't been to the star wars site before so take this with a grain of salt but um they said that in the latest star wars trailer you can see you know where they show like the rebel fleet like battling in space or whatever Mm -hmm. that there is a ship in there that's from rebels and the ship is called ghost Oh, is it the ship that they're they fly around in like regularly? I think so. So here I pulled up Star Wars Wikia, and it's a see you can actually hear the ad on there right now. 
which is just wonderful. Um, but yeah, so it was. It's just like what they used to get around, I guess. Interesting. Huh. I don't know much about it, but it is a tie directly to Rebels. So that could mean people from Rebels could be in it. Yeah, it's either like super lazy design from like the production team or super uh, lazy design <laughs> from the like, production team. They're like, just use that shit from Rebels. No one will remember it. Yo, Meanwhile, dog. <laughs> everyone's like losing their shit. Okay, all right, that's good. And then there's also, so I'm going to get to the most ridiculous theory last, but I first want to talk about the theory that, um, so what's his face? Uh, Lashif, Madge Lash- Michelson. Who's Who plays Lashif from Casino Royale, the James Bond movie? Oh, for his eye bleeds. Gotcha. Oh, Madge yeah. Michelson is playing Galen, who is this super smart scientist and also Jenner So's dad, and believed to be the dude that actually constructed the Death Star and ultimately brings it down. There is a theory that he is um, Lore Santeca. And he's the guy who dies in the first five minutes of The Force Awakens. <laughs> the old guy that Poe Dameron is talking to. Oh, that he's the actually priest? Yes. That he's actually Galen and was left on Jakku to watch over Rey, just like Obi-Wan Kenobi was watching over Luke on Tatooine. And everyone's saying, well, in The Force Awakens, like, is totally a big cop of A New Hope, so that would actually make sense. Plus, it's like... They do that. I feel like a lot of older movies do that too, where like there's some guy who committed some cardinal's like sin in that universe, and then he's like, "Oh, I'll be a priest, right, the rest of my days, because I built the Death Star." Yes. So. so he's like trying to redeem himself. Yeah. Um, and I believe GamesRadar.com is the one that came up with that, but I'll we'll we'll check on that. That's pretty legit. So I think that's a legit theory. This theory, I just I can't get completely on board with, but it's so out there that I want to talk about it. And they're saying that Jin's crew are actually the Force Awakens Knights of Ren. See, that one does seem far-fetched to me. It'd be cool, but yeah. Well, to me, that kind of sounds like, um, who are the Knight Riders in Lord of the Rings? Oh, the... The, like, knights that originally had the rings and then turned into, like, those creepy dudes that... Like the Wraith or whatever? Yeah, that tried, like, like chase Frodo down and made that, like... Yeah, <laughs> like, good. You know, those guys. I know. I've been practicing. Yeah, it's good. Um, I that just sounds kind of like a cop from that. Also, we pointed this out earlier. They'd be old as fudge. Yeah, but if they were, so I know you guys can't see this right now, but I'm showing Jack. So this is some artwork of the actual Knights of Ren. Look at this photo next to the crew. Like all their uniforms kind of sort of match up to that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's hard to say. Who knows? I, don't I mean, know. it could be cool. They'd be. I mean, I was under the impression that the Knights of Ren were, the, the failed Padawan of Luke. Like, like, um, they say that Kylo Ren destroyed everyone in his academy. Blah blah blah. But when in the past, when they wait, talk- destroyed like Anakin style, or just like destroyed them from the light side and brought them to the dark side. See, that's the thing is because before like they no talk about knows. Anakin like he's dead, but he's not dead. So like they talk about the the old Padawan, Luke's old academy, like mm. they're dead. But I think what Kylo did was just take his like, you know, crab and Goyle right team with him. 
Well, if these guys are still alive, which to your point would be, they'd be so old. It'd be like 20 years later, right? But there's that whole Darth Plagueis thing to where... Immortality? Yeah. Hmm. But I don't know if they're going to actually get into that. And that's a whole other theory about Darth Plagueis and Snoke. Like, we'll dedicate another podcast to that. Yeah. I need, like, to do way more research on Yeah, that ditto. Ish. That's, like, a whole lineage of Sithood. Yeah, I can't. We gotta can't. dive into. I know. We gotta Wikipedia the shit out of that. Wikipedia. Oh, good one, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that could also be a possibility. But I just... I, I just really want Mace Windu to come back somehow. We need... Darth Maul priority, and then Mace Windu. I just think that would be so badass. And Ahsoka, because she's awesome, and we need a fierce female Jedi. Is Ahsoka in Clone Wars, the real movie? She's in Clone Wars, the cartoon, but I don't know if she's in... Episode 1? Episode 2. Or Episode 2? Attack of the Clones? Yeah. I know there's no. a there's an alien Jedi that looks like Ahsoka, but I think Ahsoka is, like, 15 or younger, and the one in the movie is, like, you know, like, She's like a woman's age. I don't think so. We'll have to ask Pat though. Yeah. Since he's, he's the one that watches it. Like once a week. I know. Yeah. I need to start watching it too. Oof. I don't know. Really? I heard it's good. Episode or, two? Ew, no. Rebels. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rebels. <laughs> Barf. No. I'm yeah. going to watch Revenge of the Sith and I'm going to fast forward through episode one, um, through that silly kid and watch um The fight. The fight scenes, yeah. yeah. I mean, the other part we were talking about last night is the weird thing about episode one, and maybe it's just so far back, because it would be like, it's almost 20 years before episode three, you know what I mean? Right. But they don't have, like, they don't really show, they have a lot of weird ships in that movie. Like the yellow ships, those warships from Naboo and stuff like that. Well, maybe they'll bring up these really cool, or bring up those concepts in Rogue One. It's true. That's the thing I thought was cool about Force Awakens, like, everything's like, a clunker or like old machinery yes. from the other ones is like buried in the sand and shit. Yes. I thought that was cool. I loved how they introduced the Millennium Falcon too. Yeah, that was tight. Which was pretty awesome. Like that. The piece whole of theater shit? like erupted. Yeah. I loved it. Um, okay, so to end to wrap up, what I wanted to know. This is kind of random, but what would Ray's lightsaber look like? Because you know she's gonna have to construct one. Ooh. I know. Damn. I was kind of into her having Luke's because the blue seems fitting. Well, then she'll just have Luke's. Well, it's not Luke's. It's Anakin's. True. And if she actually is a reincarnation of him, like Neo Matrix style, that is her lightsaber. Maybe Truly. she'll just build another blue one that's like... Be like, I'm not touching that juju. I'm going to make my own. I don't want those yeah. flashbacks of when I was a dick in a past life. <laughs> <laughs> Starting over. Maybe she'll make some like modular upgrades, little compartments. Yeah. I don't know. Could be cool. All right. All right. That'll be good. I mean, because, yeah, Darth Vader's lightsaber looks kind of tight. Like, the red one. Mm-hmm. The handle has some, like, differences and stuff like True. that. True. So. Okay. Who knows? All right. Well, we talked about some good theories this time. I definitely want to dive more into the whole Snoke Plagueis thing because I feel like I know an overarching idea of it, but I don't know a lot. So maybe we'll dive into that next week. Yeah. But everyone, uh, first of all, thank you for being on this again. This is so fun. Yeah, for sure. I love having you in town for the holidays. Make sure that you check out purefandom.com for other podcasts. We have Brad and Court Talk. If you're a Sci-Fi Network fan, they cover all of the shows. They're currently recapping Incorporated, the new show produced by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And they're going to have a special guest from that show on their podcast soon. 
And we have Super Talk. We just wrapped up the crossover DC crossover event on CW, so make sure that you check them out. Of course, Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. We're doing The Walking Dead. We're going to recap the finale next week, which after this week's episode will be batshit. And you have Star Wars Theory Series. We're going to be here every single week. I think we should give something away for Rogue One. Maybe we'll do like some Facebook Live thing and give away one of those smugglers bounty boxes. Damn. With all the pop dolls and like t-shirts and some stuff. Some booty. Some booty. Star Wars <laughs> booty. Um, make sure you check it out. Until next time. I'm Jack. Oh. You had to say capes out. Oh. You're just like Pat. <laughs> we'll cut it. No, I'm not cutting it. I told you. <laughs> okay. I didn't cut it last time, but Pat didn't know. I was like, I'm gonna wait till you remember. Oh man, I've, that sounds that sounds like self-serving. I'm like, you well, you want to know my name? Capes out. I know. Capes out, cause like the cape on the P, you know. Wait, let's take it back. Okay. All right, everyone. I'm Liz. This is my brother Jack. And until next time. Capes out. <laughs> Yay! Huh. Nice. Visit purefandom.com for more kick-ass news on your favorite shows, fandoms, movies, and more.